0: Oh.
1: Burn! Ouch!
0: Ooh, if that didn't just read us all to filth. To ouchy That one stings.
1: Yeah, I have physical pain <laughs> from that.
0: Hello, hello, hello to all you fellow experiencers out there. Welcome to the Spirited Body Podcast. This is the podcast about activating and living from your spirit in your daily actions and experiences. My guides want to show you how to interpret your life through the lens of your highest self so it can be easier, joyful, and satisfying. After all, you're all just spirits in a physical body. I'm James, I'm your host, I'm a psychic, medium, I channel um my uh, spirit guides uh this particular group that i'm channeling is called the council of light and they uh want me to share this information uh with you and i'm here with my amazing co-host Katie.
1: Hello. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, nice seeing you. It's been a while.
1: The holidays got us. The
0: big time. Yeah. There was like no reprieve, no rest for the weary. Full family travel,
1: sicknesses, the whole thing. I try to remind myself, we just flow and we'll, we'll, we'll connect when we need to connect.
0: Yeah. So So um, here we are. Yeah. So uh, here we are in the middle of season two. Uh, Again, as a reminder, this is the season with the theme of being decreasing conflict. Mm. And uh, this is what I asked uh, before when I was asking for about the topics for this, this season, Uh, they were really clear. I said, I want to, what they asked me what I wanted. And I said, how about let's learn about reducing conflict and they gave me a bunch of topics. Um, so don't forget also I, before I always, I seem to forget this all the time, but, uh, all you listeners out there, all 15, 20 of you, <laughs> there's more than that. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, give me feedback, give me some ratings. It really helps uh, other people become aware, makes our uh, podcast a little more visible. Um, and, Get in touch with us. I would love to hear your stories. I want to hear how this information is impacting you. I want to hear about questions that you may have. Um, so you can message me on Instagram. I'm at the spirited body and you can email me at james at the Pretty simple. Would love to hear your stories, your questions, your input, all those things. So yeah, now that's out, that's out of the way. Today's topic, Attachments.
1: That's a, (laughs) that's a
0: doozy. (laughs) It is.
1: I mean, like the human experience is just full of one attachment after the other.
0: Yes. And, and it's, they're going to define attachments here. And I think it's a, it's a word that is thrown around a lot. Oh, you're overly attached to this. You're overly attached to that. I have too much of an attachment to this. And I, um, and they use it in a very specific way they use it like we we have talked about how they define relationships so relationships is that the in the ways that we sort of move our relationship from our highest self to other things mm. and we establish those other relationships so so when i'm uh, making decisions and using my sort of spotlight as my highest self i'm going to be making decisions that are in reference to my highest self and to what really satisfies me and and me as a, as a being. And when that relationship gets altered, let's say my relationship now is focused on what others think. And so now my sort of compass is pointing me toward what others think, believe. And then I'm making decisions based on what that other person's thinking or what I think that other person thinks or wants, which is very different than the decisions I'd be making. If I was paying attention to me.
1: I mean. Insanely different.
0: Right. Yeah. And so that's one category of where our sort of um uh life can go astray. And they talk about um that whole they they talk about all the time with um that idea of feeling satisfied uh in your life and then knowing where you're off track or where you're sort of not not where you should be with areas of your life that are dissatisfying. And so one of the when you look at an area of your life that's dissatisfying, you can Almost assured that your relationship is not to your highest self, it's to something else in that category. I see. And so, the other aspect there's three aspects to dissatisfaction in your life any okay. dissatisfaction you have in your life. One is a relationship, which we've talked about before. And the other one, the second one, is uh, attachment. So, that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what they want to talk about. Oh, wow. So they're using it in a very specific way.
1: I see. Okay. Okay. I just want to kind of hear this one. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's a doozy. Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know if how much, I mean, I guess it's every time I read something, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I seem to forget what they say. And um, so yeah, it's
1: almost like in a way, are you, even though you channeled it and you typed it out when you're reading it here, are you hearing it in a way for the first time? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, um, I know that, that, People are going to have questions about this because it's it's there's there's different facets to it. You know, it's this isn't necessarily something that's straightforward. So I've asked them like, perhaps I'm like, hey, you know, whenever you're ready to jump in and you feel you need to jump in, <laughs> if Katie has a question, jump in. And, and so I'm hopeful that they'll pop in if they need to, and explain some things if you have questions. Okay. And then um, one of the things that that we're going to do with this information, so. You know, one of the when they first started talking to me and give me this information, and they gave me the the deck, the oracle deck, the design of it, and so they they split. That's where a lot of this information sort of is stemming from. It's coming from them, and they created in this deck uh, how you think of a problem like your your life, your a part of your life that's unsatisfying, and you're supposed to use the deck as a way to. Um, identify why that problem is existing for you right now. Where's your relationship off? What attachments do you have in relation to this? And then what realm this is existing in. And we talked about realms before, which is the body, mind, and soul. And so it's correlates to past, present, and eternal.
1: So then when you do the deck, you would essentially have like the problem that's being faced. And then the deck would address those three areas.
0: The deck is going to identify where your relationship is off. what you what in relation to this problem, where your relationship is other okay. than your highest self. What attachments you're reacting from? Because mm. there's like six basic ones they say. All the, all the attachments that you have actually filter down to six basic ones. And then the uh, the third aspect to that is the the realm that exists in. Mm. So is this happening in your eternal self? Your physical mind or your, the physical self, which is present. Like it's a problem that's happening right now. I see. And so the way they describe it is like triangulating the problem and finding its coordinates so that you can release it. Whoa. Yeah. It's called the deck of release. And so next, next time we meet, we're going to be doing card readings for people. So people can sort of see how these th- three things interplay with people. I am not us.
1: <laughs> so excited for that episode.
0: I mean, if you want to have a reading too, I'm I'm happy obviously to, to do that.
1: We'll see. Let's I'll go number. I'll be the last one.
0: <laughs> so, um, all right. So that's attachments. Everything is good. Otherwise.
1: Yeah. I'm actually really excited about the new year. And I've been doing just a lot of work on. Uh, just receiving all the universe has to offer me. It's a lot. And I want to be overwhelmed by it because that's my patterning, but I'm trying to have mindfulness around a different approach and it's wild, different experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So you're letting go of some attachments maybe? Possibly. <laughs>
1: We'll find out here in a second. Yeah.
0: Okay. Glasses on. Okay. Attachments, information on attachments from the Council of Light. Let the focus on earthly issues slip away as you enter the higher vibrational conversation. We welcome you to this space and want you to notice the ease with which you can transfer your energy from the earthly contrast-based thoughts of worry and tasks that need to be completed to the area of learning and receptivity that we need you to be in to fully receive this information and energy. For this information is energy, and it adds change and knowledge to your energetic makeup and presence. Recognize the change and the easiness of your shift. It does not take much. Think of this as you live your day and want to move from focused, driven, and task-oriented to receptive and acknowledging and observant. We wish to speak on the topic of attachments as we define them and draw the contrast of your usual understanding of attachments, though there is overlap, as you call it. You usually define attachments as ideas or objects that you are holding tightly to that prevent engagement and true communion with other or recognition of other, or growth to something better. For example, you may speak of being overly attached to a business or an image or a lover. While this can be true, we recognize from our perspective that there are only a few true attachments that can get in the way of communion with your truest self and to those around you. For the ultimate goal is communion with those around you, and the vehicle that leads to that connection is communion with your truest self. Do you see one leads to the other? If you know yourself, then you can know other. If you can commune with yourself, you can commune with other. They are the same.
1: I'm not saying anything because <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's really powerful. It, It's kind of like the power. It's kind of like the idea around how do you evoke the most change in the world? Through yourself.
0: The way that they worded that really struck me. And as I was doing the, I remember that when they, when I did the channel and then when I went into like (laughs) do my correction of the typos, if you know yourself, then you can know other. It's sort of, uh, it just the way it sums it up for me really just hit home that idea that I can't be open to truly knowing who someone else is unless I know who I am.
1: I mean, so I've been with my partner for almost 20 years and the person that I know, it's like one would think that I really know him, but I actually didn't start really knowing who he was until I started knowing who I was a couple of years ago. The the person that I see today is not the same person that I thought I knew but it's an indirect correlation to that work of getting to know me and seeing me. That's wild. He's a completely different person to me.
0: Yeah. And continues
1: to be. And that's when I remind myself is the evolution of the relationship will be predicated on the evolution of self. And then that gets tricky because,
0: (laughs) (laughs) because
1: since it's not just you in the relationship, then questions that I have are, well, what happens when the other person doesn't see themselves and there's not this synchronicity happening at the same time? I don't have the answer to that. Um, he and I have seemed to ironically do similar work at similar times that allow us to see each other just at the right time before before the situation is about to implode.
0: Funny. Wild, right?
1: But he is, I mean, you've known my evolution mm-hmm.
0: with him. Mm-hmm. I... But I mean, don't you see the more you learn about yourself and it's not a coincidence that coincidence that he's learning about himself either, or at the same time that it's happening in parallel. That's not a coincidence. And you, (laughs) and you only hold the responsibility of myself, of knowing yourself, the rest will fall into place. And the more, you know, yourself, the consequence of that as it spins out in other circles of your life it's not your responsibility to hold and you will know that and the changes that come from that will come at a time that you are able to know that
1: it's actually interesting that you say that because even last night we kind of got into like we had a difference of opinion and there was triggers that came up in both of us and i said I feel like we're in a triggered space and I'd like the opportunity to take a pause so that I can evaluate what of this is mine and what of this is yours. And same for you. And then we can come back together and maybe have a more meaningful conversation. And I think what I was really asking for now that you're saying that is what do I need to know about myself in order to proceed forward with this?
0: What do I know? Yeah that that phrase has helped me understand more about my ability to communicate with people and work my way through situations than any other phrase probably that I've learned in the last five years. What do I know? And when the previous podcast, when they talked about knowledge, Mm. what do we know as our, to the core of our being, that's a part of us and This, even with like work, I was having these big issues with work and I would, how do I figure out a way to manage the situation where I'm managing this employee and, and this person and trying to get all these people that were not getting along and, but they're all in the leadership. How do I get? And then I would say, what do I know about this situation? What do I know? And I'd say, well, I know I'm working as hard as I can to get this done. And I went, no, I can't say that I know that. I would say, uh, I know that this was the best course of action. And then I would go, no, I don't know that.
1: So would you ever come to a conclusion? Then?
0: Yeah. I would say, I know that I can't continue doing this anymore. Mm. The way that it's happening. I know I can't do it. Uh, I know that everybody's frustrated. I know that everybody that's participating here has always had the best intention for the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? and so. It rooted me in the things that I really knew. In truth. In truth. And le- I let go of all the other stuff that was creating friction.
1: That wasn't even true. That wasn't even true. Yeah. I mean, or
0: it may not have been true. You know what you I mean? Don't but even I know. but yeah. I didn't know it as a as this the at the centers of the court. It wasn't a part of me. And if you can really ask yourself that question, it completely changes what what direction of a conversation or a problem solve where it comes from, because if I can be rooted in the things that I know, then all the other stuff is up for negotiation and discussion. Mm-hmm. And then it really opens me up without having to be defensive. It's been wild to ask that question before I go into conversations or when I'm turning things over in my mind. But
1: that does require the ability to create space between stimulus and response.
0: <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you can commune with yourself, you can commune with other. They are the same. We describe this not to confuse or intimidate, but to help you understand the true inter- We describe this not to confuse or intimidate, but to help you understand the true interconnectedness around you. To help you understand that communion with those around you is the ultimate goal, and we feel that the talk and lessons of understanding yourself may lead to a different impression or understanding. We describe this not to confuse or intimidate, but to help you understand the true interconnectedness around you, to help you understand that communion with those around you is the ultimate goal, and we feel that the talk and lessons of understanding yourself may lead to a different impression or understanding. So they're saying the ultimate goal is about communion, communing with other people around you. And that even though they the talk is constantly about knowing who you are and knowing yourself and knowing yourself, you may have the impression that it's all about knowing yourself. And it is, but it's because it's a pathway mm. to being able to commune to people around you. Knowing yourself isn't the ultimate goal. It's the process by which you will be able to commune, not just with your higher self, but with the world around you and the people around you.
1: This is the part of the episode where you always say.
0: Because we're all the same person? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true.
1: I saw a kitchen magnet when I was traveling and it said, we are all one. And I said, (laughs) I'm going to buy that. So I think of James every time.
0: When we speak of attachments, we are speaking of the basic drives for safety and protection. We are speaking of unconscious beliefs that drive your reactions to the situations and events that happen around you. When you feel threatened or attacked or unsafe, you react differently from when you feel safe, secure, and peaceful. We understand attachments as driving your immediate reactions in ways that help you feel you are safe. The other understanding of attachments is they are not true, but they have come to assist you in maintaining your idea of safety so you believe in them. Though unconscious, they are part of your energetic patterning and belief system.
1: I think I might need further explanation on that one. Sure.
0: So they're going to give you examples okay. As we as we go on.
1: But maybe just a reread of that last two sentences.
0: Sure. We understand attachments as driving your immediate reactions in ways that help you feel you are safe. The understand the other understanding of attachments as they are not true but they have come to assist you in maintaining your idea of safety so you believe in them though unconscious they are a part of your energetic patterning and belief system so even though so you have this belief and this attachment to this belief is keeping you safe you feel like it's keeping you safe yes even though this belief isn't true I'm not lovable
1: But we can't even necessarily identify that.
0: If you don't do the work. And so if you're reacting from the idea that I'm not lovable, right? It may not be true, but you're using it as a way to protect you from putting yourself out there for something that you want, because then you're not going to have the hurt of rejection.
1: So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy around like, I don't, I believe this. So let me make sure that this is true.
0: Yes. Okay. And it stops me from even trying. Okay.
1: Belief systems are so wild. Wild. And so powerful. Mm -hmm.
0: Also understand that you move through life with many different attachments, and all of them can be expressed in different aspects of your life. They will affect your life where they are most prevalent. Job, money, relationships. Let us provide you an example. One of the basic human attachments is the attachment to value. As you move through your life in your physical vessel, you are provided both internal and external comparison with the other vessels around you. Based on this information, you draw conclusions about your place in life, success in relationships, wealth, etc. This occurs from a young age and provides examples to you of your standing and place. It is easy to internalize that the common factor in your success or failure is you. This internalization commonly leads to the belief in your value. You think you are only valuable enough to deserve the relationships, success, or wealth that you may seek. Can you see the next step and how this leads to protection and safety? If you hold the belief that you are not of value, then attempting to achieve or receive the things you desire is avoided or not started from the start, so you do not need to experience the loss or the reaffirmation of your perceived value again. Does that make sense?
1: Maybe offer further explanation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you have internalized, so if you are looking in the world as you grow up, we all do it. You make observations about, oh, that person has that, that person doesn't have that, this person looks this way, and I'm not getting what I want. Therefore, I'm not valuable. And if I'm constantly on the losing end, then that commonality is me. Then I must be mm. the problem. I must be the value marker. And okay. I don't deserve blank Yeah, to be in a loving relationship, to have the nice house, to have a good job, that kind of thing. So when you internalize that and make it about you, about your value and you're not getting what you want because you're not value, um, then that is an easy step to using that belief to construct a safety mechanism. Because if I'm not valuable and therefore I'm never going to get the thing that I want like deep down inside because I'm not valuable enough to get it, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Because I'm protecting myself from experiencing the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the frustration. So it turns into protection. But it's all done subconsciously. All subconsciously. Okay. It's all subconscious, this unconscious process that happens. But these are the things that we react from
1: because Mm. we're constantly
0: feeling unsafe. And when you feel unsafe, your reaction is very different than when you feel safe, and protected and comfortable. And so if someone comes along and touches that nerve of your your lack of value, you, your perceived lack of value, you're going to react from a scared, vulnerable, I'm going to be hurt at any moment place. And that reaction is what leads to dissatisfaction.
1: I, yeah. So I, I don't want to like throw my partner under the bus, but I do want to share because he does have a little bit of an anxious attachment style in relationships. He's worked very hard to work through that and he's made significant strides in the last year and I feel like he is a different person. But because now I see the other person now when he when those old parts of him around anxious attachment come in, I feel so different. I as the receiving end of that feel the complete contrast and when you say that about the safety i like instantly when he starts to come with that energy i'm like oh you're seeking safety right now i can feel you unsafe and when you're unsafe you come from this space and when you come from this space it actually does the opposite of what you're hoping to have which is connection because i don't want to connect with that
0: energy nobody does and the ironic part is that he can't even truly connect because he's not coming from his truest self. He's coming from a scared belief in something and not his truest self.
1: And I can like, now that he's done the work to heal a lot of those parts. No, it's super obvious, right? Because I'm like, Oh, that's not, that's not the healed person that yeah. I know. This is the old patterning, which we all do that. All the, of it. Yeah. Uh, all of us. But it is very interesting to see because you know for a long time he when since he started diving he worked with like um an attachment specialist attachment therapist specialist who like really honed in on how to break those patterns and when before he had done that work with her there was he he really had this idea of fairy tales but like he openly admitted it like i believe in like forever and like just like in the movies like that's like how that's like that's how a meaningful relationship looks to me. And then as we kind of did some work on ourselves and, and grew, unfortunately, the growth that I had triggered his big wound around that because my growth was um, acknowledging that I actually have curiosity about the word marriage and all the things that come with that and Uh, the labels and the expectations and the pressure and the, I really think that how our society views partnership is really interesting. It's like really praised for longevity and all these different things. So then I was untangling that, but that was really triggering him. And so we finally got to a place where I felt like we were in the same, because I'm like also the kind of person, like you have no idea what the universe is going to hand you. So I actually think it's, a false belief system to say that I'm going to commit myself to somebody forever. Uh, because like, what uh, if your part of your growth and evolution is to outgrow that person or that person to outgrow you? I don't want to tell the universe what to do for me. I want to see what the universe has available for my highest self and be available for that. I don't want to close the doors before they've even been opened. And so I just don't really believe in like using the words a hundred percent forever. Yeah. But honestly with anything, right? Of course. Friendships, marriages, businesses, relationships, anything. And so it's really interesting just to watch, you know, but now that I see that healing that he's done in that, when even, you know, when those old patterns come in, I now instantly feel what you're saying, which is he wants safety right now. But the work that I did to see me allowed me to see him in that way, which then allowed me to give him compassion and grace in that. Of course. Sometimes, most of but, the
0: time. <laughs> but it, I mean, and the main point there is how much of those reactions, those responses are coming from an unsafe place.
1: All of them. All of them. Yeah.
0: And that's their point. Is that it's the difference between coming from a safe place, which is your alignment to your truest self, no know, knowledge of your truest self, versus an unconscious belief that you're unsafe.
1: And like I will say there's a ton like in it when it when we're talking about the 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 dynamic of a relationship, a romantic relationship specifically, there is an energetic exchange that happens in all relationships. But really in the romantic relationship, the, the words don't have to say anything. So like he couldn't, let's say he's triggered and he goes back into an old anxious attachment pattern. He could say, I'm not anxiously attached right now, but you don't have to say it or not say it. Like as the other person, like there's an energetic exchange that I feel. And, and th- there's something to be said for that. So I think that the work of, of acknowledging that, that those behaviors do come from a place of, of, of not feeling safe and that the behaviors are often unconscious, I think it's wise of everyone to know that and then listen. So, like, if your partner is saying, but I'm feeling this way, like, what do I do with that feeling that I'm feeling from you? Know that, like, maybe you're showing up in that way and they're feeling that, but you don't even know you're showing up in that
0: way. Absolutely. And how difficult is that as the partner? So difficult. As the receiver to be able to step back and not step into your own bullshit.
1: Oh, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I can do it
0: either. To to allow them to go through their issue so that. You know, it it's a lot. It's, it's hard. It's the dynamic of relationship being in communion with someone else, knowing yourself, it's hard. It's all, all overlays and you're how an attachment that you have is playing out. It's against their attachment. It's just, it's a lot.
1: And I think that the romantic partnerships or like any partnership where you're actually like living together and having a life together, those are the times it's going to show up the most for sure. Because there's enough safety there for the unsafety feelings to come out. (laughs) Unsafe feelings to come out. Yeah.
0: And you have 24 hours a day to, to constantly be brushed up against it.
1: I know some people are like working from home is so great. I'm like, I don't like my own office.
0: (laughs) Okay. If you hold the belief that you are not a value then attempting to achieve or receive the things you desire is avoided or not started from the start, so you do not need to experience the loss or the reaffirmation of your perceived value again. A loop is created that avoids achievement due to a belief in your value. This belief is seen as a protection from pain or hurt. When you hold this belief, it may affect only certain areas of your life, such as relationships or work. When examining the areas of your life that are not satisfying, this unconscious belief may be driving your reactions and preventing you from achieving what you truly desire. So you have this belief in your, let's say, value. They talked about it. So I'm not valuable enough. Therefore, uh, I'll never get that job. I'll never get that promotion. So now my work life is very unsatisfying because I'm not really functioning where I want it to be. And it's because you have this belief that you're not valuable enough to get the promotion. So you don't even try. And that's a protective mechanism. So you don't have to experience a disappointment or the reaffirmation of that belief. I have the belief I'm setting up my wall. This is how valuable I am. I don't need anyone else to tell me I'm, I'm not valuable in that way. Mm. I'm, I'm fine where I am. Make sense?
1: So that you don't ever have to feel if that's true True for you. Yes. Okay.
0: The key point to understand and have become knowledge in you is that your attachments are not true. They are beliefs in false ideas only present as a means to keep you safe and pain-free. Just like your physical body is designed to keep you safe, your psychological, physical mind is designed to do the same as well. Your physical mind has difficulty differentiating between physical and psychological threat and pain and will react similarly.
1: Say that one more time.
0: (laughs) So I'll read it again and then we'll talk. Okay. Just like your physical body is designed to keep you safe, your psychological physical mind is designed to do the same as well your physical mind has difficulty differentiating between physical and psychological threat and pain and will react similarly. Mm. So basically your mind is meant just like your physical body is meant to keep you safe. I can interpret physical pain, the needle goes into my I pull, pull my arm away. Don't really have to think about it. My body is designed to keep me safe. Yeah. Psychological mind is built the same way. I don't want to experience pain. I'm going to react in a way that's going to keep me safe. And if Going for the motion risks me reaffirming that I'm not valuable. I'd much rather stay right here and not expose myself to the pain of being told I'm not valuable. Crazy. So I'm not going to do it because the mind doesn't differentiate between whether it's physical pain or pain, emotional pain. It's going to react the same way. Protection. Protection. So how do you
1: wake up then? Okay. If it's all unconscious-
0: It's a challenge. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We have spoken to you of relationship alterations and want you to understand that releasing yourself from attachments can easily be done through examination and then alignment to your highest self to truly energetically feel the falseness of your attachments. For alignment to and understanding of self will not allow these attachments to occur. This is why attachments occur when in relationship to something other than your highest self. Do you see? A misalignment or alignment away from your highest self will lead to false beliefs for safety. Safety, true safety, can only be found from alignment to your highest, truest self. The parts of you that are uniquely yours. The parts of you that cannot be taken away. The parts of you that have been rooted in your very breath of life. The parts of you that are not only at the beginning of your entry on this plane, but existed prior to that. Safety is knowing, recognizing, and embracing this part of you. The you that exists apart and away from any other.
1: What's coming up for
0: you? Um... A couple of years ago, I was really in an emotional bad place, and I was feeling attacked, and I I, I was being <laughs> attacked, uh, in my old relationship through the courts again, and it was and has been so exhausting and so. Uh, challenging and, uh, I was just in a really, really dark place. Like I wanted to give up. I just wanted to stop everything breathing. And, uh, I was in therapy. I mean, I realized the kind of emotional danger I was in and I, Uh, When working with my therapist, she was trying to get me to understand these different ideas about psychological being and and who I was and that kind of thing. And she said when we were, I was trying to, I can't remember the exact way it came up, why specifically it was said, but it was crazy when they reading this and how similarly it sort of matched she said don't don't you you know don't you see your your who you are or, you know that you, the innate value of who you are basically what she was trying to get me to understand and i couldn't attach to it i couldn't plug into it i couldn't really hear what she said and then she said your love for your kids you're the person you are, the friend that you are, the partner that you are comes from the same place that um, where, you, where your gayness comes from. And what she meant was, do you doubt your gayness? Do you understand where that gayness comes from? You're that part of you. And I was like, yeah. She said, are you, do you doubt that? I said, no, I don't, there's no part of me that outside. And she's like, that part of you was there at the beginning, just like everything else. It was, it, it is you, mm-hmm. it, it didn't, no one gave it to you. You didn't have to ask anybody for it. No one had to bestow it on you. It's what you walked in here with. It's the start of your energy. It's the, it's the the wellspring it's the fountain of who you are and that is what makes you safe that that knowing that that beginning Mm -hmm. that you came in here with all of those things no one gave it to you and that is what they're talking about that understanding that that's where your safety is it's what makes you you that doesn't belong to anybody. It can't belong to anybody else. Mm. It can't be in comparison to anybody else. It is solely inside of your soul and who your soul is as a unique person. Not even in contrast. I'm unique. I'm different than this person. You can be exactly the same as that person on the exterior, but internally knowing who you are Knowing the, this very spark of your essence here on this planet, what is filling you up? What is giving you your spark of identity of who you are? Do you know who that is? It doesn't belong to anybody else. It's the only place that you can be safe Mm. because it doesn't belong to anybody else.
1: So it can never be taken.
0: It can be never taken away.
1: And it also, I guess, maybe points to, um, regardless of others' perceptions, it doesn't matter doesn't because matter. that's the truth.
0: Inarguable.
1: No validation needed.
0: And that's the alignment they They want us to get to. And have you experienced that? And so her discussion of that was my first experience of it. Mm. And it may sound for anyone that's straight out there, it's going to sound weird, but I can identify that my being gay didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It didn't happen to me.
1: That's why when you told me I'm gay, I (laughs) have some shocking news for you. And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And you said what, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's not surprising, but that you just know understanding mm-hmm. that that is who I am. It's not something I learned. It's not something I chose. And we all have that value, that uniqueness that we came in here with
1: It's all it's within every and with everyone individually. Everyone. Yeah.
0: The parts of you, let's see. A misalignment or alignment away from your highest self will lead to false beliefs for safety. Guaranteed. Because it's not you. It's not the you that you came in here with. Safety, true safety, can only be found from alignment to your highest, truest self. The parts of you that are uniquely yours the parts of you that cannot be taken away, the parts of you that have been rooted in your very breath of life, the parts of you that are not only at the beginning of your entry on this plane, but existed prior to that. Safety is knowing, recognizing, and embracing this part of you, the you that exists apart and away from any other. It is difficult to identify and release attachments because they are so unconscious they are often unrecognized and pop up so suddenly in reactive form that humans usually spend time justifying their reaction instead of examining it. Burn. Ouch. Ooh! if that didn't just read us all to filth. Ouchie. That one stings.
1: Yeah. I have physical pain from that.
0: <laughs> but how true is that?
1: It's so true. So, but what a great opportunity as a clue. When we get defensive, that's our clue.
0: That's our clue. Why am I justifying what? Well, I did it because you did this. You did it first. Well, if you're trying to justify your behavior, maybe we need to do a little bit. What was the little, what was the jump that I just made? Why did I feel threatened in that moment? What made me feel unsafe? Why would I feel unsafe? We invite you to discover your attachments by examining unsatisfying and upsetting encounters. Can you be honest with yourself to ask why you felt threatened? What were your feelings of being threatened? Why did you feel unsafe? Answering these questions in your head silently and honestly is the first step toward recognizing attachments and their effects on your relationships and life experience. Moving through these reflective steps can help you see the falsehood in these beliefs. Understand that these unconscious beliefs are there and lead not to truth or your highest self or better communion with others. Examine your reactions, especially in unsatisfying encounters, to better recognize what is preventing you from communion. We are here assisting and guiding you always. We are here for your learning and growth. Nothing will harm you.
1: Got some got some hard homework ahead is what I got from that.
0: Yeah. So really good point. If you're justifying your behavior. It's there's a clue. A, there's a clue.
1: If you want to have growth and more satisfaction and more connection. Yeah. That's okay if you don't.
0: So I'm going to read. Uh, I know that there are people that have questions about what are some of the other attachments. Okay. Um, I'm sure some of them will come up in the readings that we do next podcast. Um, But I want to, I'm going to read a paragraph that they, that I read that I downloaded, that I wrote uh, channeled uh, in describing attachments for the material for the deck. Okay? Okay. We use, this is what they said. We use the word attachment to describe the false beliefs that are carried by humans that determine reactions. If you have a belief that you are unlovable, you react from this belief rather than the reality of infinite love. You react from this false belief rather than the universal truth. The ironic part for humanity is understanding that the beliefs are held onto so tightly as a means of protection. On the surface, the belief of not being lovable is hurtful, isolating, and lonely. But more deeply, it protects the believer from making deeper communion with others. It eliminates the need for communion. Attachments primarily prevent communion with others and your higher self. These false beliefs are so ingrained that they are often unconscious and influence all aspects of your existence. These attachments become part of your makeup and personality. They are used as protection, and their removal is fought and resisted powerfully. Identification of these attachments is often the most accessible by humans as these are driving forces in your life and have a close emotional connection to you. So... Well, The one that they talked about is attachment to value. Mm. Another example um, is uh, that they have as attachment to wrong identity.
1: What? Tell me why. I about know that. it's
0: weird, right? Yeah. As we speak to you of attachments, understand that this is the conscious mind's unconscious thought patterns that are tr- that we are trying to convey. The physical mind has a bank in which all memories are stored, and based on these memories humans make usually unconscious decisions. These unconscious reactions to the lessons that you have learned create understanding and beliefs. Those beliefs are attachments. Whether they are true or not, we react to future situations from them. Uh, This attachment refers uh, to the attachment of when you identify yourself as something other than you are. This is at first something that's difficult to understand, but know that we are speaking to you of simply a misunderstanding of who you are in regards to the nature of who you are. When we speak of attachment to the wrong identity, we speak of clinging to an identity which is not truly yours. By this, we mean the idea that you find meaning, value, or over connection to the idea of something that does not define you at the core of who you are. These beliefs may be that you are an unexceptional person in an exceptional world, or that you overemphasize that you are of a different income bracket, a different social level in your world? Do you identify yourself as not spiritually gifted or not spiritually connected? What about defining yourself as someone that does not have when others do have? Or defining yourself as someone that does have when others don't? Other examples of this attachment are viewing yourself as someone that is always in control or someone that is not in control. Someone who is financially stable versus someone who is not financially stable. Someone who is sick versus someone who is well. Secure versus insecure. Powerful versus weak. Drawing this, car, drawing this attachment card, this card, um, this attachment indicates that you have overly identified with a definition of you that is not the whole truth, that is not the entirety of who you are. It leads to reactions based on partial truths and forces and unconscious defense of that belief. Your situation is being influenced by this oversimplification of who you are, of who you truly are.
1: That's a lot <laughs> to unpack.
0: This. It and it's one of the six. So there's every sort of attachment that you have will can be filtered down to, to one of these six. Oh, wow. It's powerful. Like That's- this information, when they gave it to me, I was like, I... I, I, I. <laughs> Like I surrender. Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's things that I've never thought about, never encountered or understood, or even recognized as being present. Yeah, in that because way.
1: we're all unconscious to it.
0: Let me see with some of the other ones. Uh uh attachment to absolute, attachment to physical identity. There's just a number of them that they sort of boil down to.
1: So these are going to come up in the readings Yes.
0: in the next episode. Yeah. And it's funny because you've, I've done this, use these cards with people a number of times and the more common ones are the ones that always come up.
1: What, what are they? Uh,
0: value is a big one mm. attachment to value relationship to others is a big one attachment to values, uh, uh, a really big one, um, attachment to another. So it in, in similarly where, if you have a relationship to others, like an over relationship to others, it means you're no longer viewing your highest self as as your lamppost. It's the relation mm. it's others as your lamppost. And the same thing with uh, attachment to others, where you are your reactions are based on what you think other people think is important. And so your safety comes from the uh, from my idea of others. Wow. Rather than internal. And so how can you have a satisfying life? You can't
1: not from that lens, but I know all of us have that part in us. Yeah.
0: And there's different aspects of your life. Any aspect of your life that's unsatisfying, you're going to find these three things. You're going to find a relationship that's off an attachment that's off and where that's located in your realm.
1: I'm very fascinated for the upcoming readings. It's crazy. I can't
0: wait. What I'm hopeful to. And I think the reason they wanted me to do the readings like this is because It'll help people understand how those, how those three aspects yeah. work together. So it will help you understand your perceptions, yeah, your interpretations of the world and how it's affecting your reactions and your choices.
1: Yeah. I think the concrete, like, like the reading and the example, it, it will, it, it will help people, including myself, uh, to, to see how like it actually plays out. Yeah.
0: Because you're the starting point. You're the ending point. And if you want less conflict, you need to get yourself in line. You need to figure out what's going on in you. Just the small task <laughs> that we leave you with for the week. <laughs> well,
1: it's a good one. And I I think it'll be a perfect segue into the reading. So. Yeah,
0: and I, and I really just want to leave people with that idea that you all have safety inside of you. And it's, if we take a moment, we often think it's sort of all this unconscious, easy uh, default to seek safety in others, externally, in a in in a situation, in a in a job, in a house, in a relationship, and we we default to that safety being external or outside of us, or reaching a certain level so you can feel safe. Mm. But But
1: inevitably we reach that level and it's still not safe.
0: It's still not safe. And that's how we know that it's not true safety. If I get a million dollars, I'll feel safe. No, you won't. I promise you, I promise you, you won't.
1: Or if you do, it's for like a very short time. It's not a sustainability. It's not a sustainable
0: safety. And like they said, it's all these mechanisms that we create to find because we don't feel safe. And we're missing where, where we don't. And we're, we're, we unconsciously adopt these behaviors, these attachments to try to maintain safety or find safety or protect that safety or protect us. And it,
1: I'm sorry, it's making me think of that Warren Buffett documentary. Have you seen that where, you know, this guy has, I don't even know how much money.
0: Yeah, Enough.
1: And he goes to McDonald's every day. And depending on where the stock market is, he either orders, a number whatever that's like $2 and 10 cents or he orders, if it's a good day, he'll order the thing that's like $2 and 49 cents. So he'll like splurge Mm. on the 39 cents. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't feel safe financially.
0: No matter what you have.
1: Yeah. It was wild to watch that.
0: Mm. Well, Uh, I mean, look at, I mean, we could talk about this forever and we've talked about it in previous episodes, but um, yeah, that's attachments.
1: I love it. Well, let's, I'm excited about the next episode. Yeah, I'm It'll excited be a real too. fun
0: one. I'm excited. So to all you fellow experiencers out there, thank you so much for joining us. Again, reach out, James at Um or you can message me on Instagram at the spirited body. Love to hear from you. Uh, hope you guys are starting at your new year well and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: See you next time.